I'm Earl Ellis with Ellis Farm in Comanche, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas. Agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. We've got another week rolling, and I've got another episode rolling for you of Texas Ag Today. All you've got to do is jump on in with me and buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, the cotton market is feeling the effects of the outside economy. Things like unemployment, interest rates, and talks of a recession are all affecting cotton demand and cotton prices. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. Things are looking pretty good for Texas High Plains cattle feeders, at least at the moment. I'm James Hunt and we'll talk about that on Texas Ag Today. The high cost of hay production is being influenced by several factors, including the continued very high cost of fertilizers. I'm Tom Nicoletti and I'll have more on Texas Ag Today. With some of the recent storms, both wind, ice, maybe even rain, we've had some issues with plants and we're going to talk about the safety factor with landscapes. Please join me, John Begno, as we talk about Texas landscapes. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. Outside markets are having a big effect on cotton prices right now as inflation continues to grow and the Fed increases interest rates in response. Texas A&M cotton marketing specialist Dr. John Robinson says that situation makes the cotton market very nervous. It plays in in an ongoing story of somewhat weak demand. We normally expect cotton consumption to be poorer during recessionary periods because people cut back on discretionary items like clothing, apparel, towels, sheets, and things like that. Those are things that are important, but you don't have to have them. You don't have to go out and buy new clothes the way you have to do gasoline or food or things like that. So it's kind of an open question whether we're in a recession or entering a recession or whatever because of what the Federal Reserve has been doing to slow the economy. But it's probably, long and short, it's not good for cotton consumption because it is a weakening effect. Robinson says he expects cotton demand to be weak until the economic situation improves. Mexico appears to be doubling down on its biotech corn ban, kicking it into effect a week ago. Last week, Mexican officials issued a decree calling for a ban on imports of some biotech corn used for certain purposes. That began last Friday. The Mexican government also decreed it would continue to allow imports of biotech corn used as animal feed, but they will explore substitutes. The original Mexican biotech corn ban was slated to go into effect in 2024. 
There is an old saying that says you can't manage what you can't measure, and that is very true in today's cattle business. Spreadsheets and iPhone notes are a step in the right direction, but they're not specific to the needs of the cattle industry. That's where specialized programs come in, like Performance Beef by Performance Livestock Analytics. Emma Kaufman is the West Texas Growth Manager for PLA. So Performance Beef is a fully automated feeding and tracking management system. So the nice thing about Performance Beef is that you can make management and changes and decisions when you're not even on the farm. So you can be here at NCBA, you can be at Texas Southwestern Cattle Raisers Convention, you can be anywhere in the world and you can still see on a real-time basis what's going on in your operation. So anyone who feeds on a day-to-day basis, whether you're a cow-calf operation that you're hand-feeding or you're a backgrounder, stalker, or a feedlot, This program allows you to not only manage your input costs, but also see how your cattle are performing from an analytical standpoint. Performance Beef is available as a phone app and it's web-based, making it easy to access anywhere. For more information, check out performancelivestockanalytics.com. Things are looking positive for Texas High Plains cattle feeders at the moment. James Hunt has more from Amarillo. Brady Miller of Texas Cattle Feeders Association says the recent trend for fed cattle prices is giving a boost to our feed yards in the Texas High Plains. We traded last week at 162. That 162 price, it keeps climbing. We traded at 160 the week before. We were stuck in the 150 range there for quite some time, but we finally broke the 160. And like I said, we traded at 162 last week. That 162 price actually makes it where guys are in the black by about $100 to $150 roughly. That's $100 to $150 per head. It's been a while since you've heard me talk about cattle coming out of the feed yards on a cash basis being in the black. Always before, it seems like many months up to this point, we've talked about being even or losing $100 or something like that. So yeah, very proud to say that with the reduced cattle on feed numbers and the way things look today, that guys on a cash basis in the black, somewhere around 100 to $150. But staying in the black in future months will be more challenging. Miller says margins for feed yards look to get tighter because feeder cattle are becoming more expensive as the months go by. Depending on how you buy that animal and, and the weight that you buy that animal, that loss is probably around $50. So making money coming out of the feed yards today, but as a replacement animal, you're looking at a replacement cost of a negative of being in the red. But remember, Brady Miller's projection is a cash basis only assessment. Cattle feeders are typically able to improve their margins by going outside the cash market through futures hedging, alternative marketing arrangements, and other measures. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Hay has become a very expensive commodity here in Texas. Tom Nicoletti looks at the high cost of producing a bale of hay. My guest today is Dr. Larry Redman. He is a uh, Texas AgriLife Extension State Forage Specialist, Soil and Crop Science, joining us today from College Station. And uh, Dr. Redman, uh, certainly uh, hay supplies have been uh, very low the last several months, and prices for the hay, when producers can find that hay and locate the hay, extremely high. What are your thoughts about the situation at this point? 
Well, Tom, it's been a dry year, uh, that's for sure, for many growers. I've talked to some growers that have told me that uh, where they were was actually drier this year than it was in 2011, which is pretty hard to imagine considering the extent of that drought during 2011. But what that did was it resulted in uh, less hay being cut where we normally would cut hay. And of course, with law supply and demand, if there's less of it, of course, it's going to be more expensive. But compounding that was the situation with the fertilizer uh, prices. And, you know, those prices, uh, historically, they were highest in 2008. But this year, they even surpassed those levels. And so this has been a very expensive hay crop this past year to try to manage with the drought and the increased cost in fertilizer. Fertilizer costs are not going to go down dramatically in the near future, and that's not good news. I heard someone say the other day that this will be the most expensive crop that we have ever put in the ground. Of course, they're talking about row crops, but we're talking about hay. It's still going to be a very expensive hay crop to try to produce because of the increased cost of fertilizer. That is Dr. Larry Redman with the Texas AgriLife Extension Service. I'm Tom Nicoletti at the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The recent storms we've experienced here in Texas have taken a toll on landscapes. Horticulturalist John Begno has an update from San Angelo. Well, we had ice storms in central Texas. We've had some tremendous winds. We've had saturated ground, and we've had some issues with plants blowing over. And Texas Forest Service just sent out a note a week or so ago about cautioning uh, to evaluate plants for safety and trees especially. You know, if you went through a nice storm and you see breakage, then you have to evaluate whether there's continued damage that you may not have noticed that causes a, a concern for not only property, but human safety. And so it's a good time, late February, early March, when we have some of this traumatic weather to, to kind of do a walkthrough of your landscape. Do some evaluation for safety, even fire safety. We talk about that now, but not necessarily in the fire season, but the pruning and removal of damaged or injured plants that might cause an issue is a good time right now. Look especially in, when you're talking about older large trees, and it doesn't matter if it's an urban setting or a rural setting, from the trunk on up to where the major limbs is category one area or the most important area. And if you see rots or you see splits or you see things in that area, then these are great candidates for removal because then that's where a lot of the damage can cause safety issues. Then look up higher, look at your limbs that might be broken. If they're broken, they're going to fall onto something, then of course that's an easy removal. I say easy, it's easy to know to remove it. It's sometimes hard to do yourself or even hire it done. But now is the time that we do evaluation of landscapes. Another thing is the function of landscapes, not just safety. If they're not doing what they're supposed to do, in the case of soften wind or provide shade or cut down noise or because they're no longer attractive or they've lost limbs or they're old and wore out and evaluating these right now for removal and replacement this spring is a great option. This is John Bagno reporting for Texas Ag Today from San Angelo. Spring turkey hunting season is just around the corner. We'll have this season's forecast coming up on Texas Ag Today. And five people have been treated for rabies after being exposed to a cow in Cook County. 
Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Five people are being treated after being exposed to a cow with rabies in Cook County. Dr. Bob Judd has more. Although the report indicates that people are being treated for the disease, they're actually being treated to prevent the disease. Rabies is almost always fatal in all animals. And almost all mammals are susceptible, some species more than others. There are various treatments and vaccinations used to prevent rabies in humans after exposure, depending on the situation. The rabies virus is concentrated in the saliva of infected animals. And this is the reason that so many people are exposed by dogs and wild animals. Cattle don't usually bite unless your hand is deep in their mouth. But if you have a cut on your hand, exposure could occur. Transmission of rabies from livestock to humans is extremely rare, but since the disease is fatal, you can't afford to take the chance. In this case, the owners thought the cow was choking and tried to examine the cow's mouth with their hands to remove a potential foreign body. The 10-year-old cow died of the disease, and she tested positive for rabies. Two owners of the cow, two assistants, and a veterinarian were exposed, and the veterinarian did a great job recognizing that rabies could be a possibility and having the cow tested. Common symptoms in cattle with rabies are difficulty breathing, lethargy, difficulty eating, and swallowing. Some cattle will have a behavior change and will attack people and other cattle. Many rabid cows also have a characteristic bellow that is typical for cattle with rabies. The remaining cows in the herd were vaccinated, and there are rabies vaccines approved in cattle and other livestock. However, most livestock are not routinely vaccinated due to cost. I'm Dr. Bob Judd, and this is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Spring turkey season is just around the corner. Jessica Domel has this spring's turkey forecast in today's Wildlife Report. The start of the spring turkey hunting season is just a few weeks away. Jason Harden, Wild Turkey Program Leader for the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, joins us with a tentative forecast for the season. The spring turkey season can change at the drop of a hat, but we are kind of at a good position just because we have had somewhat of a mild winter. If you <laughs> overlook the uh, freeze we recently had, it's been fairly warm. We've had uh, better rainfall than what we were seeing last year. So we already see parts of Texas starting to green up, which will help those hens get in good physical condition, going to the nesting season, and hopefully get the season started off early as far as the breeding season. And, and that also bodes well for the hunting season. Now, we didn't have much production last year, so there aren't going to be a lot of juvenile birds, jakes and jennies, which means we won't have those two-year-old birds during the 2024 hunting season. But we do have quite a few two-year-old birds out there and not having those jakes and jennies could actually make hunting a little bit better because the juvenile hens typically don't put in a lot of nesting effort. So they're out there in the landscape distracting gobblers. So you ought to have a lot more opportunity for a harvest. 
If drought conditions arise or worsen, the forecast will likely change. As long as we can continue to get timely rainfall events, just enough to keep some soil moisture and keep things green, I think we'll be in good shape. Hunting is expected to be better in areas near rivers. There has been a decline in turkey populations along the eastern Panhandle and parts of the Trans-Pecos. But other parts of the Rio Grande's turkey range are expected to have good hunting. While turkey hunting season starts May 18th in the Rio Grande South Zone, we'll have more on spring turkey season as we draw closer to the season opener. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. It's time to check the markets. Jessica will be back with a complete look at the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Texas Farm Bureau has served farm families in rural Texas for nearly 90 years. We're pleased to offer new affordable health care coverage choices for all Texans through Texas Farm Bureau Health Plans. You do not need to be a member to inquire and apply. Plans are available anytime. There is no open enrollment period. Our United Healthcare Choice Plus network of providers is one of the largest available. For more information about the different plans, how to apply, or to get a quote for you, your family, or your small business, visit tfbhealth.com. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. Live cattle traded higher on Tuesday thanks to good consumer demand. February live cattle up $1.17 to $164.75. April live cattle up $0.45 cents to $165.10. June live cattle up $0.75 cents to $160.87. Feeder cattle traded higher on Tuesday, supported by live cattle trading higher and corn trading mostly steady. March feeder cattle up 35 cents to 186.87. April feeder cattle up 35 cents to 190.80. May feeder cattle up 52 cents to 194.87. Boxed beef was higher. Choice up $3.83 to 286.72. Select up $2.57 to 270.62. Now let's check those livestock auctions. We're welcome the pens with Larry Marble. I'm with Rodney Butler. He sells them in Beeville every Friday. Had a good sale. Rodney, tell these good folks just how good that sale was. Uh, the numbers were short, but we sure had some good cattle, and the quality sure selling high right now, so real active. Walk the pins with us, please. All right, we had 237 head of cattle. That old market was strong, and the weather was not very cooperative on Thursday. It was pretty cold and windy, a lot of wind. We had nine sheep and goats, and like I said, that old market was active. You 200, 300 pound steers, 202 to 220. Heifers a dollar 56 to dollar 75. 300, 400 pound steers a dollar 80 to 240. Heifers 167 to two dollars. Your 400, 500 pound steers a dollar 90. To 230. Heifers, $1.70 to $1.99. 500 to 600 pound steers, $1.73 to 223. Heifers, $1.54 to $1.92. Your 600 to 700 pound steers, $1.54 to 203. Heifers, $1.53 to $1.76. And your 700 to 800 pound steers were $1.43 to $1.85. And heifers were $1.30 to $1.45. Packer cows were strong and steady. We didn't have very many cows this week. They brought anywhere from 57 to 89 cents. Packer bulls brought from 71 to $1. Five. Young stalker cows brought anywhere from sixty-four to dollar five with some bread cows dollaring out around that eleven seventy-five. And we had one pair that brought thirteen ninety Friday, sir. Do you know of anything for this week? I do not. I think we sold all my customers pretty much sold most of their cattle 
for the most part. But so I imagine we'll be having another short run. We'll probably have around that 250 to 400, sir. Tell everybody how to contact you, Rodney Butler. Yeah, if I can help market your cattle, call me at 361-358-1727 or call me on my mobile, 645-5002. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you and take care. Bye-bye. Neighbor, that's our livestock auction market report for today. We'll see you next time right here as we walk the pens. I'm Larry Marble for Texas Ag Today. Lean hogs traded higher on Tuesday, supported by good consumer demand. April lean hogs up $3.82 to 89.10. May lean hogs up $2.77 to 97.17. Block cheese up 8 cents Tuesday to $1.96. Barrel cheese was up 3.5 cents to $1.58. February class 3 milk up a penny to $17.91 a hundredweight. March class 3 milk up 24 cents to 17.89 a hundredweight. Cotton traded mixed on Tuesday after ending last week lower due to a stronger dollar and lukewarm demand. Analysts say that on Tuesday it traded mixed due to a bearish Dow and a solid US dollar. March cotton up 67 points to 89.02. May cotton up 3 points to 81.53. December cotton down 13 points to 82.12. Corn traded higher on Tuesday with little fresh news and crop development lagging a bit in Brazil. March corn up two and three quarters to 680 and a half. May corn up three to 680 and a half. September corn up two to 612 and three quarters. March hard red wheat down two and a quarter to 904 and a quarter. May hard red wheat down two and a quarter to 893 and a half. July hard red wheat down one and three quarters to 881 and a half. March soybeans rose 21 and a half to 1548 and three quarters. March natural gas fell 18 cents Tuesday to $2.08. April natural gas fell 15 cents to $2.19. Crude oil fell on Tuesday due to concerns about global economic growth outweighing supply curbs. That's according to Reuters. March crude oil down 29 cents to 76.05. April crude oil down 23 cents to 76.32 a barrel. The Dow fell 649 points to 33,177. The S&P 500 fell 76 points to 4,002. The Nasdaq down 268 points to 11,519. Well, that wraps up this look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. We hope you join us next time for the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Jessica Dolmol, and I hope to see you then. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.